crazy kind of weird story. Strange one to tackle as far as I'm concerned, but you know, it's making the rounds in the tech segment, tech universe. It's actually kind of happened before, but this one has resurfaced the idea, the conversation around privacy on smartphones and when and where the boundaries live for for what makes up or constitutes the, the right circumstance for a smartphone manufacturer to change its approach to how it treats the private content that exists on someone's smartphone. Well said. Holy moly. Well said. Ladies and gentlemen, Apple is back in the news in relationship to a criminal case regarding a smartphone that presumably has some helpful information on it. It's a very serious case. It has to do with the event that took place at the Naval Air Station in Pensacola, Florida. Of course, many lives affected by this event. And the accused in the case, prior to being apprehended, uh, did, was he apprehended? Anyway, prior to the conclusion of those events, decides to attempt to destroy the iPhones that were present on his person. Since it's a legal case, I had to put on his person in there because this is very official right now. Right. You're seeing this is the legal version of me right here. It could have been a different way. If I didn't have this desk, I could have been at a different desk with a pen like this. Lawyer Lou. Yeah, you know, yeah, you don't know. And no. maybe it's not too late. No, it's never too late. As long as these things keep converging, the general interest and the tech and so forth. Anyway, you know Apple's stance. You know, you know how Tim Cook feels about it. They spend boatloads of money telling you about how much they care about privacy. So they can't come out in a high-profile case and just quickly hand over the hand over the keys to the castle and let the law enforcement into the device. Mm -hmm. They're not going to do it after everything that they've said publicly. Now, the question is, is it strictly principle or is there some kind of marketing component where individual general users going to look at a story like this where Apple refuses to unlock the device, even in a, in a very severe case like this, and then an end user is going to say, well, my private data is definitely secure because Apple ain't even going to touch it on this case. Mm -hmm. And then now it's like, well, I want to send Apple some money. But on the flip side, Apple takes some heat because there's the other customer who says, look, man, if I was personally affected by this, I want law enforcement to have every advantage to figure out how this happened, why this happened, mm -hmm. to get into this particular device to extract as much information as possible. And you know everybody's going to be like that if they were personally affected. Right. So it's a real slippery situation. Now, to add to the mix, to the chaotic mix, there's this other piece, which is the fact that the FBI and other law enforcement can probably get into this guy's phones anyways. For the record, he had on him an iPhone 5 and an iPhone 7 Plus. And the 7 Plus was attempted to be destroyed by putting a bullet in it. And there's an image of it at the top there. You can see, I mean, this person does not want you to get onto that phone. There is something on that phone they are attempting to hide. 
Now, now the interesting piece here in the New York Times article is in relationship to the fact that they're probably going to be able to unlock it anyways. Right. I think you said like, what, a month or something? That's what it states here. Apparently with the tools available and a couple of engineers, they feel as though they feel pretty confident they will get into the phone. But as you know, in, uh, in investigations like this, time is of the essence. You don't want to lose time if there's some sort of connection in there, some, some sort of uh, upcoming criminal activity that could be thwarted. You didn't think I was going to say thwarted today. Neither did I. It's very difficult. You want to give that one a shot? Thwarted. Thwarted. That's a tough one, man. Your mouth doesn't want to do any of that. No. no. But yet, it's a word that exists. Thwarted. Time is of the essence, Will. It's like the movie. You watch the movie. It gets you to the philosophical conversation. Mm -hmm. You could stop a crisis, but you must abandon your privacy ideals temporarily. You must change the game and the rules to the game. For the greater good. Talk about some Batman stuff right now. Very interesting plot. Yes. So anyway, they say they're going to get in regardless. So let us in now. What's the difference, Apple? What's the difference, Tim? Of course, Tim says, nah, nah, nah. No, thank you. For one of the two reasons or possibly both. Principle, the agreement that user signs with the company when you send those files to the cloud. Mm -hmm. And then, like I said previously potentially some marketing mm -hmm. and i'm not the only one uh speculating on that front new york times is doing the same as a or at least there's an individual in this particular article who's interviewed some type of analyst who thinks it's a great marketing opportunity for apple to prove that they uh to, to prove they put their money where their mouth is and and it's yeah. the money piece is important because now the justice department is actually taking apple to court and so Apple has to prepare for a legal fight directly with the Justice Department to defend their encryption on the iPhone. There's no easy, nothing easy here. There's nothing easy about, there's no easy fix to this. Of course, Trump came out and he is saying, uh, play ball. He's, he wants to put a law in place to force Apple in the future, potentially. What is the, what is the, the statement over here? Uh, the Trump administration revived talks with Congress to come up with such a law. This type of law would uh, it would be called the Communications Assistance for Law Enforcement Act. Or oh, that's the one that Apple's currently using. I guess it would be a change or a new version of something like this that would... I mean, he put out an angry tweet. There's, I mean, you have Make America Great Again in all caps. You have the word trade in all caps. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, he says he's helping Apple all the time, and he, he wants Apple to step up to the plate and help our great country now. Now is also in caps, to be clear. That's 154,000 likes on that particular tweet. So a couple people, couple people saw that tweet, a couple of followers there. But like I said, it, it's definitely not simple. There, there seems to be, there's definitely this, this shrinking of individual privacy in the modern world uh -huh. there's a there's an it's an onslaught it's an attack on your personal data it's going on all the time they know everything about you Willie D. Mm. they know what you ate for breakfast they know they know how you like your toast toasted you understand yes they know it's a number four on the toaster because you like it lightly toasted yeah i'm i'm aware uh, you know it's a little crunch Still soft in the center. 
brown, lightly brown. Lightly brown. Question is, how much of a fight do you want to put up and where should that war be waged? And and should, should it happen in situations like this or should exceptions be made in situations like this if you can make the argument that potentially it could be for the greater good? And if you don't want to use this case specifically, the Pensacola case, you could go a step further and just say, what if it was preemptive? What if there was reason to believe that inside of some person's phone, and I'm again, I'm not uh, campaigning for this. I'm just trying to put the thoughts out there into the universe. What if there was good information, good intel, as you would say if you were in the FBI, CIA type? Yes. 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 Intel. Not the, not the company making the no. chip that's in this ThinkPad. If you had good intel... And they could prove and go up the ladder and say, we have very good intel that Willie Do's phone got some serious stuff in there. And I also shot my phone. And you also so, shot your phone to try to stop that group. And why are you shooting it is the thing. Yeah. Because you're already, it's over. You, the thing has essentially, you're either, you're, you're hiding something. It's the only reason yeah. to shoot the phone is to hide something. Mm -hmm. Unless you just enjoy watching the goose chase or thinking right. or imagining the eventual goose chase, which I doubt, it's is is a very uh, serious move to shoot the actual phone. So anyway, what I'm saying is, if you if if you had good intel preemptively, you could get to Willie Do's phone and stop some sort of a catastrophe. I know you love being the example in this case. I promise Willie Do's a nice guy. Worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, he's looking at uh, he's watching Dancing Bacon's. Worst case scenario, <laughs> shout or out. <laughs> some some type of rock climbing content. Worst yeah. case scenario, shout out, which I do. But I'm just saying, then then you start to, and it's one of these things as well, Will, where as an outsider, when you're deep back in the crowd, you you are disconnected from the situation. It's one thing to 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 come from a place strictly of principle. But when you're thrust into it, if you are personally affected, all of a sudden, things change. Your perspective changes at the moment, the moment in which you're embedded inside of it. If, like I said, you're one of the families affected by this. Right. You're going to have a different opinion. And you talked about um, the ramifications of, you know, the FBI um, will, will crack it. That's the other thing. They're going to crack it. And how much money... It's, it's Good point. Take, Will. And how much time it's going to take? Unbelievable! It's like unbelievable. You really brought it with you today. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's it's a perfect point he's making. It's taxpayers' money. Taxpayer dollars. If Apple just unlocks the thing that will eventually be unlocked, regardless, you get to skip out on every single uh, law enforcement office having to buy one of these fifteen thousand dollar gray shift devices. How do you think they're paying for that? Right. Right. They're, they're they're pulling it from you at some point. The taxpayer's going to pay for that, and they're going to have to get these devices for fifteen grand plus the time involved. They're saying that you know it could take the work of a couple people for a month or something like this to get inside there or to find the right relevant data. So, yeah, there's going to be costs associated for sure. If if Apple doesn't want to play along to any degree, so I, again, I am not campaigning for the idea that this should happen on a whim that you should snap your fingers and apple just sends the codes but are we are we willing to entertain the idea that there could be certain circumstances that change that 
I don't know. Or does the whole thing crumble underneath? It's uh, it's open to interpretation. I'm I'm genu I'm genuinely curious to find out what the audience thinks about it, where they stand on it. Article published on the New York Times. You can go check it out for yourself. If you want a little bit more information, but uh, that's a quick recap. Complicated situation for Apple, and fact of the matter is, Will, what happens in this situation will affect and impact all kinds of tech policy going forward. Right. So it's a big deal. All right. Well, it's a big deal. Yep. It's still it's still all gray. Gray it's shift. Never black and white. Gray shift. Yeah. That's the fifteen thousand dollar machine. That's oh, why really? Okay. Yeah, that's the rig <laughs> that you need to decrypt an iPhone 5 and 7 Plus with a bullet in it, yeah, yeah. apparently. Uh, one more thing on Apple. There's this rumor swirling. It's swirling around, and Kirk brought it up yesterday. I don't know why it got him so excited. Maybe he considers himself a pro. Maybe he thinks of himself as a pro. Mm. He really embraces the pro lifestyle on his MacBook Pro. Well, apparently, apparently... Uh, some some uh, some people that were investigating a macOS beta build for Catalina, Catalina 10.15.3. Some might say 15 is 15. Yes. 10.15.3. They found a little string in there, as you would if you were looking through code. You'd find strings in there that says apps may run faster, but battery life may decrease and fan noise may increase. And this is in reference to a hidden or eventual or emerging pro mode that may grace your MacBook Pro very soon. Well, maybe not yours, Will. Maybe only this new 16-inch one over here. Yeah, I have the 15, so. Maybe you'll get it too. It's in the software. Yeah. Now, okay. there's a lot of speculation going on of, as far as what, what would this pro mode be. How would you use it? Now, the most obvious way that I could see this is some sort of an overclock, some sort of a... I remember when we were looking at these MacBooks and we had Dave 2D over here mm -hmm. and he was sticking MacBooks in the freezer and whatnot. Oh, right. Remember that with the i9 chip? Yeah. It was talking about how there was thermal throttling going on and then Apple hit him up and the lawyers were involved. No, they weren't. I don't think they had lawyers involved. But anyway, Dave was pacing around the studio yeah. over there. He was pacing around. I said, you see, man, you go throw a MacBook in the freezer, you're going to find yourself pacing around, Dave. Yeah. But I loved it. It was great. Uh, so maybe it's a thing where you can choose to, to hammer your CPU a little bit more and deal with the, the spin up of the fans and the extra heat. and You know what it's like, Will? It's like on the Tesla, they have the launch the ludicrous launch mode. Yeah. But they say this may deplete. This might not be the best thing to do all the time. Mm -hmm. You know that warning? It gives you some sort of a I don't have one of these, but it gives you some sort of a warning. Yeah, yeah. That, hey, this may, this may affect the lifespan of your battery if you keep doing this. And so maybe it could be some version of that. Hey, you want full blast? So be it. You want to hit the overdrive button? You want the nitrous? Fast and the Furious. Uh, NOS? Yes. NOS. I only saw the very first one, and they've made uh, 46 uh -huh. at this point. Still entertaining. Come Are you still that. watching those? Oh, yeah. They're fun. So how many have they actually made? At least uh, uh, seven or eight. Seven or eight. 
They're doing spinoffs. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It's an incredibly successful franchise. It's fast and it's furious. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, you you could end this show right there. To be honest, I got more stuff to talk about, but I don't think I'm gonna have a better outro. No. Jeez. Anyway, so maybe the, it'll have something like that. Maybe they want people to uh, p potentially. You're in a pinch and you want to export a video real quick. You're a pro, remember, like Kirk, because on the edit on the on the show yesterday, he was doing the filters and whatnot. <laughs> He's getting all carried away. So maybe you're running an edit like Kirk, and then you go to hit the export, and you just hit that pro mode real quick with the drop-down menu, go into pro mode, get your little boost on, and then go back to the right. safety net when you don't need it. I don't know. It's probably something like that. The speculation at the moment is that we'll probably hit this 16-inch MacBook Pro over here. Uh, other strings in the code that was being looked at Note that turning on the feature will override fan speed limits and it'll automatically reset the following day. Kind of like how do not disturb mode. So it, it, by default, it will go back to its old setting. It's probably dangerous right. to be running it like that at all times. But I know Apple has taken some heat in the past for stuff like I said with the freezer and whatnot. So maybe allowing users to unlock more functionality at their own risk is kind of cool. I like control. I like having more control. I used to install those uh, fan speed. Uh, what was it called? What was that old, that utility you would put? And I'm sure some people still use it. I remember when widgets first came out, I put that widget on there. It was called iStat or no. Uh, I'm not going to remember right now. But it was this cool little fan speed controller. And it had other, it gave you other quick information. I mean, there's lots of them now, I'm sure. But I'm talking back in the day. I used to be controlling fans manually on MacBooks. Mm. So for those that doubt Sweet. my street cred, for, tho for those that doubt my uh, a nerd credibility, I was controlling fan speeds manually on MacBooks. Yeah. Very impressive. So let's just remember that. Do you think uh, this might be for gaming? Yeah, that was the speculation. Some people were saying Apple's going to do a gaming laptop. I don't know who. Or are they going to bring like Apple arcade games? Yeah, maybe. Could be. Could be. I, typically, the pro designation is less gamer. That's true. And more content creation for Apple specifically. But we'll see. Presumably, it would be great for anyone who wants to uh, juice a little more horsepower out of their slap chop. <laughs> Have to go there. Yeah, that's right. Oh, by the way, they're saying the 16-inch is perfect for this because it's got a better cooling system compared to previous versions. So, anyway, Apple, they're working. They're, they're busy. They're fighting court cases and doing pro modes at the same time. How does Tim do it? How does he do it all? Privacy and pro mode. Privacy and pro. All right, speaking of another billionaire, Bezos taking heat in India, will he do? Taking some real heat in India. So... You know this very well. You're familiar with that marketplace. Crazy, huge, fast-growing marketplace for all things tech, technology, smartphones, and so forth. And just uh, a, a rapidly accelerating economy, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Let's just be clear on that. They've got a couple different ways to buy online there. When I was visiting there, I ended up finding out a little bit about it. Flipkart being this big player, Amazon competitor. Then I come to find out Flipkart gets bought for many billions of dollars by Walmart. 
So Walmart takes a big stake in the place. And then Amazon, in an attempt to compete, dominate, as you would if you were Amazon, they come and plan to make a big investment of a billion dollars themselves into the country to become that de facto standard online retailer. Now, I don't know if they expected this or not, but protests are kind of popping up around the country from people who aren't so happy about Amazon coming in with the potential to dominate, stating that it's going to affect many local retailers, smaller retailers who are going to be able, unable to compete when Amazon comes in with their competitive nature. Now, origin story on Amazon, they put the bookstores out of business. You remember this, Will? Yeah. It first started with selling books. Books. And they wanted the books because, and I mean, you can read all about this, the everything store. There's a lot of, uh, there's books written about Amazon's origin in books. You see how that goes, Will? Sold in Amazon. And you buy, them on, you buy a book on Amazon about how books made Amazon. Yeah. Well, Noggin. that's what, yeah, that's what that, that's what that is. That's that meme. Yeah. That's what that is. That's what that meme was for. They started with books because the books, they could play with the margins. They, they, were, they were selling books at a loss because they knew eventually, eventually we're going to cash in. We'll put you all out. We'll keep funding it. We don't need to post a profit. Our shareholders know what we're up to. They see me. I'm Bezos. I got it all up top. Mm -hmm. Let me sell the books like this for now. Stop asking me for those earnings. You'll get them. You'll get them. I'll put them all out of business first. You'll get them. Of course, it's all history now. I think it might have worked. Yeah. Now these guys, these guys, the local retailers, they say we don't want to be the next bookstore. Mm -hmm. we, Amazon can come in here. They can undercut. They got the volume. They could give preferred seller status to some retailers and not us. And and are, is my listing gonna pop to the top if I do participate, like myself, if I do my listings or fulfillment right. through Amazon? How do I get found? How do I continue to get cut in? So they're holding up the sign that says Jeff Bezos go back. There, that's what that's the signs that they're holding up right now in certain places. Now I don't know if it's everyone. Obviously, I'm not on the scene. I'm not on the ground. But apparently, according to sources there, this article coming via Business Insider, they said protests could reach as many 300 different cities in India. The thing is, Bezos actually went there. He went there to celebrate the billion bucks, expecting to be embraced. Well, I don't know if he expected to be embraced or what he expected, but I'm sure there's some people that are all right with it. They'll take the billion. Hmm. What do you got, a billion? You want to spend it here? Come right in. What do you want to do, sit in that chair right there? <laughs> Let's go. Now, here's the, the, the tough part about this. By the way, they're calling, they're calling Bezos an economic terrorist in parts of India. I, I'm sure that not everyone feels this way. It's, it's, there's two sides to every story. And I can speak from personal experience. It hasn't... I understand the risk factor in being too dependent on one dominant player in any space. It could be risky business for, for an economy. Amazon, for me personally, has been incredibly convenient. I can't lie to you, Will. Yes, I, I too. I agree. It's been very convenient. It's, 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 it's disrupted things in a way that has served me well to this point. Now, there's going to be people viewing this that say, yeah, enjoy that for a bit. Because mm 
because they'll ratchet it up. They can turn up the volume when they want once they get that dominant position. It's a chess game, Will. Eventually, they come for you. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you get dependent on it. You don't even know how to tie your own shoes. Jeff's around the corner. He said that'd be $53. It's like, I got that for you. Don't worry about it. It's a robot that will tie my shoes. He's got it. You understand? So you don't see it till you see it. And I understand. So I understand both sides of the conversation. But nonetheless, I will state that up until this point, I would consider it to be beneficial for me. And I can imagine that there's also some individuals in India, consumers, that are saying, hey, bring the Amazon. We want more activity. We want more availability. We want more. Because I was hearing this even from people when I was there locally when I was there myself, they're saying we don't like these flash sale situations. We can't get our hands on a thing when we want to. It sells out. They're playing with us. I heard that particular criticism that they were getting played with. And so maybe they want somebody like Amazon in there, but there's enough people on the economic analysis and there's enough local retailers that are upset about it. And it's not the first time Amazon's been met with this. They were met with something similar in Europe. As well, in 2018, stated again in the article here that uh, they're too dominant. That they come in and uh, they call the shots right away because they're just running with boatloads of cash. Well, okay, you're, so, you're saving something up here. I'm gonna no, back no, no, off. No, no. You're, I, hey man, I feel it. I feel the energy. You got to take. Uh, you're just. You were winding up. I was. You were annoyed. You were just like, can he shut up already? I got. I got the real. I got the real thing to lay down. And I just need a little bit of space, clear them out. It's like, just what it's like, Will. It's like when, it's like at the end of an NBA game when you're the star player, which is you, obviously, and you're like LeBron James or something, and everybody clears out. All the other players, they take a look, you're handling the ball, it's they're like just a like, spotlight. it's a one-on-one, we're just gonna, we're just gonna make some space. They, they <laughs> part like the sea, Willie do. So I'm gonna do that for you right now. In three, two, one, I'm silent. All right, dude, okay. Um, well, I want to ask you, since I didn't read this article here, um, they're going to pump $1 billion into the country. And how are they going to be successful? Are they like brick and mortar? Are they like adding vendors into like their system or something in India? Like how are they? The billion is supposed to be spent to help small businesses get online through Amazon's platform. Oh, so they get that deduction if they're like in amazon as a vendor it's like 30 percent goes to amazon kind of thing but maybe not initially right they probably just want people to get yeah, online they, they rope you they, there's probably some incentives to do so early on which may change down the road that's obviously that's the hesitation i see it's gonna cost money though were you there with me oh you weren't there with me i'm telling you man these there are smartphone retailers like how you see convenience stores or or supermarkets over here there's yeah. so many independent smartphone vendors in India. Uh, still a huge percentage of the activity is brick and mortar. Mm. So he goes over there, spends a billion bucks, various teams and whatnot, sending people door to door to get these vendors online. Mm. But under the Amazon banner, they would be a seller, I guess, on Amazon, something like this. And so the concern is that that these vendors are getting strong-armed. If he's going to spend a billion... And bring everybody online, but sort of control the marketplace as you would. Right. Then do I want to be forced into joining? Because I'm going to feel pressure if my next door neighbor goes online and I'm not on. He's now more competitive. And 
it's a it's a real tough situation. So right. it's another one kind of like the original story where I want to ask people who are in that population, viewers from India, how they feel about it. They they probably know this marketplace very well. I know it a little bit, like I said, based on my uh, exposure, some some degree of exposure to it. But it's a it's an interesting conversation nonetheless about about what the future looks like. Hmm. And I hate to say it because these guys are holding the signs, but I don't really see a way around it. It's they have found systems and put systems in place that are just incredibly convenient, Will, and efficient. I'm getting something delivered five minutes later. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. Try who competes with that? I'm a vendor on the corner. I'm just saying you can hold up the sign, but when your buddies all sign up, and the customer gets used to the convenience of Amazon and Flipkart, I, I suppose, these types of services. It's just how can you as an as a, as an independent vendor compete with that from a customer experience standpoint? Mm. Let alone if you think you can compete on cost or whatever other factor. I'm saying it. I get it. I like the fact they're organizing, have a point of view. But I don't know about holding up this sign. I really don't know what's going to do. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Because they might get the government involved. They could have some, uh, they have a confederation of all India traders. They're making it political. They're talking about the foreign economic terrorists. They're going back, talking about the colonization of India back in the day. They're calling Amazon the second version of East India Company. That was the, the one of the companies from the colonization. It's heavy. It's heavy. So, of course, I'm not going into all that. Hmm. But it's heavy. So we got to lean we got to lean on the view, our viewers from over there to let us know how they feel. Amazon, yay. Amazon, nay. We're going to see it in the comments. Jack Dorsey says Twitter's never going to do the edit button. Well, I don't know where you stand on this. I don't know if you care. It's just a topic. It always comes up. You see it on Twitter. Where's my edit button? Yeah. Mark has always asking for the edit button. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 you bump into a tweet. You can bump into a garbage tweet, looks like a piece of junk, mm -hmm. right? From anyone. And you look at that and you say, and then you see the reply underneath, where's my edit button? And it's not just, it's everybody. You see it all the time. I can't even reference, I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, Dorsey, I heard him, I remember listening to him on Rogan's podcast about the complexity of the potential edit button, but he's never been this concrete about it as recently he did a Q&A and he said, no, nah, it's a wrap. We're not doing an edit button. And I know a lot of people think, it's so simple, it's easy. What do you mean? Let me edit. I edit everywhere else. But his point of view on this is that it's like a public record. Right? you got the President of the United States. His main way of communicating is on Twitter. What if he goes back, he's changing tweets every five minutes. Mm -hmm. And people in the press are writing. Now, I understand you could have some secondary argument, which is like public figures, presidents can't edit. But like maybe other people can't. I don't know. But the premise of Twitter was based around SMS. It was a, a, originally to tweet, you were text messaging. Mm -hmm. You can't take a text back. No. You send a text out there into the universe, that don't belong to you anymore. Mm -hmm. That was supposed to be, that's what that was supposed to be. So it was a baby one. It was just a baby one because I had a few more words there. Yeah. And it was like, had to figure out the timing on it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So it started out like that, and he wanted to keep it true to form. And I think since 
people got used to the idea of editing elsewhere, they started to demand it on Twitter. Now, when it was originally discussed, the idea of potentially doing an edit, the way that it was positioned was you could just have a change log of every, of all the changes that were made to it. So it would show up as the edited tweet. There'd be a button saying this is an edited tweet. You could click on the edited tweet. You could see everything it ever was. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of messy. Yeah. Kind of messy, kind of quick. And so I don't know personally how I feel about it. Is it kind of a cute thing? Is it a, a holdover? Is it a bit of nostalgia? If... If Jack Dorsey wasn't there, let's say he was replaced by some CEO who wasn't part of the origin team and he didn't think about this SMS history mm -hmm. and it didn't he didn't give him a warm and fuzzy feeling, would he be so strict or, or would we have already would that new CEO have already right. allowed the edit thing to take place because it's because it is everywhere else? I don't know. But for those of you that have been sitting around hoping for it, this is uh, pretty clear. No, we've made practical considerations, but we'll probably never do it. That's his response mm. to the edit button. And it kind of seems like he's sick of answering this question at this point. Right. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb, which isn't much of a limb. It's more of a, a trunk. Trunks are normally perpendicular to the ground though so i don't know maybe i'm what is it when you're rock climbing and you have the rope top rope no 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 no, no. the guy who's at the bottom holding the rope belay yes right. i always thought that word i thought it was funny when i went rock climbing when i was a kid yeah it's kind of funky can you belay me who's belaying belay like, what is it french or something well you know what's even weirder the uh mechanism that holds the rope it's what's called, that it's called the grigri excuse me <laughs> yeah Agree, Yeah, you gotta love the lingo. Uh, yeah. There's all kinds of lingo out there. I'm a big. I like lingo. I think it makes it fun. Uh huh. So I'm I'm into it. But anyway, I'm gonna go out on the limb and say, as long as Jack Dorsey's there, based on this response and the conversations I've heard him have about it up until this point, it ain't gonna happen. So we don't need to keep doing it, even though I know it's a meme and it's fun. It ain't gonna happen. So you're kind of just you're wasting your characters on mm -hmm. that one. I mean, I'm just saying. All right, last one for me. What do you know about Sony cameras, Will? Nothing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Of course you do. We yeah, do, I know a thing or two. We use Sony cameras. Yeah. You've used the RX series in the past. Oh. Uh, quietly, Sony just took over the mirrorless camera business scene. Mm -hmm. They stole all kinds of ground from Canon, Nikon. And, and me being in the YouTube space, I see so Sony's everywhere, man, with YouTubers. With the tubers, they're all about Sony these days. And a lot of it has to do with the video performance. You get that, what do people call it? If uh, cine Cinematic look. Have you ever seen a cinematic look before, Will? No. No, you wouldn't. Guy like Kirk, on the other hand, he's just driving home in traffic and it's cinematic. It's like just to invest. Yeah, it, yes, exactly. It's got a weird aspect ratio with black bars. It's anamorphic. Lens flares. It's uh, some sort. It's a log. It's very gloomy. It's shot in log. Yeah. And it's uh, incredibly slow frame rate. And nothing is in focus. The depth of field is so shallow. It's just constant bokeh. <laughs> the entire frame is bokeh. 
that's just a day in the life yeah. with Kirk. But Sony, they banked on it. They banked on that whole trend, and they really went after it, and you got to kind of applaud it. They embraced the idea that everyone's using smartphones except for people who are making videos professionally, I guess, on YouTube. YouTubers represented a big market or one of the few remaining markets for consumer cameras. And it started with the mirrorless stuff. And then, of course, all the A-series full-frame stuff. So many YouTubers have that as well. They shoot great video. I can, I can easily endorse Sony camera products for shooting video for YouTube. We have A9, A A A7 Mark IV, A7 III is over there. We have two A9s. Sony. We got lots of it. So anyway, the reason I'm bringing it up today is because this is evidence that they're further investing in owning and dominating the YouTube crowd. They put out a new version of a shooting grip. They've done shooting grips in the past, but this one, it's like the ultimate vlog situation as far as I can tell. If you're about to start a vlog, as you would if you were a teenager in 2020, you would be starting a vlog, Will. Mm-hmm. And would. you would be buying this. So you would be saving up. You would be working at... Uh, uh, nope. Wendy's? You would be working at Wendy's. Yeah. And... It's like one day. One day. One day! I'm vlogging one day! Yeah. <laughs> vlogging one day. I'm vlogging one day. And in the meantime, you're just vlogging on your phone or something, but people... There's no cinematic aspect. No, no. And people are like, I, this is gross. Everyone's just booing me. They're like, this is gross. Yeah. And you're like, one day, 24 frames. Cinema. Cin one day cinema. Log. One day I'm shooting in log. Yeah. And, and color grading. Mm -hmm. So anyway, you would, be, you, would, you would have your eyes set on this kind of a setup. And what's cool about this handle... I don't know if it's out yet. They unveiled it today. I don't know when you can buy it. It's a wireless shooting grip that will work with the latest mirrorless cameras, A92, A9, A7R4, A7R3, A7III, A6600, A6400, and A6100. And it really takes your, your still camera and makes it a video camera, which is how people are using these things anyways. It gives you the functionality that you need and the grip that you need to perform a lot of the, the frequent shots that you're seeing inside of vlog-style content, which is obviously what people are making. You have a record button, a good place to grip. You have a, an actual little zoom jog. And the craziest part, it has a button on it so you can flip the camera around to face you and then flip it back around to face the other way. Plus, the entire grip turns into a tripod when you do your cooking show, Will. Because that's, that's what you do after. And you'll see in their, in their commercial here, it's exactly what takes place. So he's going through the menus. Look at this. This is you after you get off your Wendy shift. You, hit, you click the movie button. I'm so excited. Here come the flowers. And look at you. It's cinematic. Look at the bokeh. You see the depth of field? What happened there? Yeah. Views are coming. Subscribers are coming. It's all happening for you. Once you have this. And look, it's so much easier. These things were always weird to hold for video. Because they never really were video cameras. But look at this. You hit the button. Bang! 180 flip. And look, this is the be best neat. part. He's vlogging. I don't know. He's in Australia or something. He's a perfect day. And boom! Ooh. He goes wide with it. Now you're there with him. And then look at this. What is that? Cilantro? 
He's in the kitchen, and and this is where I feel like you can dominate well, right here, mm. with the slicing and the dicing and with the lobster. And tell me you're not hungry because that's usually the way that we end this show is with a little bit of hunger. So the thing's gonna be 140 bucks. Vloggers are gonna gobble this up better than that lobster. I promise you that. Every vlogger I know is gonna buy this. Mm. Cable-free communication. The old grips needed to connect via USB. That was ugly. That was terrible. So it's a wireless communication. It's gonna be 140 bucks, but you already bought some expensive camera. It'll work with the RX series as well. And it's gonna give you the flip, the angle adjust, a photo button, a programmable button, a lock switch, a dedicated movie button, zoom, and a built-in tripod, and a good place to grip. Now you tell me, you tell me how your vlog is gonna fail. Cause it yeah. ain't. No. You're gonna go full frame, you're gonna spend way too much money on something like an A9. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You'll be looking at flowers. You're oh. gonna have 17 viewers. Success. Bingo, YouTube 2020. Tuber.